0: Hello everybody, this is Abra from The Spontaneous Talk and welcome to a new free talk episode. Today I will be hosting Laurie Gray. Laurie is a coach and gives private and business coaching. We will be discussing and talking about those situations when thinking positive is not enough. And she will give us some tips and advice that would help us when we are in those kind of situations. Hello, Lori. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I am so
1: good. and so excited to be here. This is very exciting. Thank
0: you so much for being here.
1: Yeah.
0: So... Laurie, you are a private coach, right? You do you give private coaching and business coaching as well. Yes. Yes, and you help people get your, their lives together.
1: <laughs> I do. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it.
0: <laughs> well, it is the truth.
1: In many, in many ways, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. um, yeah, and I, I know some people really, really go down and they just do one very specific thing. Um, my journey means that I have a lot of lot of tools and so once someone works with me I feel like we end up working on all the things (laughs) it's very it's very very fun very comprehensive it's It's great
0: yeah so uh, today you are going to talk about a specific topic yeah and sometimes like most of people when they go through dark times and tough situations we we tend to to ask them to see the good the, the good things the good side of things mm. so the, so that they don't go deeper in, in their situations and but sometimes seeing the good is is not really helping much it's not mm. really working so today you are going to tell us like how can we think in those time, uh, at those times and in those situations? And yeah, are there some tools or some uh, hacks or that may help people get through their situations when thinking positive is not enough? Yes yeah, but before I would like you to, to present yourself to us and tell us more about Lori Gray, about coach Lori Gray
1: oh man that could be such a long story okay <laughs> so <laughs> um let's see so i i feel like i've lived a lot of life um i tend to you know a lot of times i coach clients who have chronic health issues because that was a huge part of my story and um, so a lot of people are very interested in yeah, sure. in in like the health issue side right and that that was a huge part of it so I, I I always had random health things right like as a kid and started dealing with chronic health issues honestly as early as junior high. and so I've always had stuff but it was not not enough that it kept me from life but um, in the fall of 2009, So, I mean, that's over a decade ago now. Um, I ended up bed bound and in a wheelchair for about five years. So really, really major health stuff. It took a long time to figure out what was going on, but um, we know Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome was a huge part of it, so connective tissue disorder, joints dislocating, and then whenever I needed to be bed bound for a while right and you lose some of that muscle it was it was like a a downhill spiral and so the doctor's solution were lots of medications and all of that I was a very good I was a very good patient I did what I was told but (laughs) what that meant was I I really was I got I developed a lot of secondary things like health was just you know and the medications would have side effects and then medicine for the side effects. Like it was, it was such a, such a spiral. Um, yeah. And so that, that was kind of the context for really what I do because I, I had to go find my own answers. Like I just did. Um, and even if I found somebody who was giving some information in one area, sometimes people get like, tunnel vision right where it's like no this is the thing like if someone talks about chiropractic then chiropractic is the only solution or if it's diet it's like only diet but that wasn't my experience i went on this healing journey that i'm still on where i feel like i've had to go through and really examine like every single area of my life starting with and i kind of started with the physical stuff because that was easier because i could see it right and I, i could understand that like food impacted my body i could You know, so I worked with those things. I got off major medications. I did all of that. And then, um, yeah, but then as soon as you start down that healing road, you start to find all the things and realizing there was, and honestly, as I look back on all, all the things that I've done, honestly, the physical healing, the fact that I was in a wheelchair and I'm not is what most people are very excited about right like that seems so fantastic to them but I'm that person I'm like no 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 I'm like that was easy like that was genuinely the easy part the hard part was fixing what was going on up here like I was so I had so much childhood trauma and I had I was so mad at my body right for for what I saw as it failing me or being broken and the years that I'd missed and um and so I just I just discovered all of these thought patterns, I guess, that were so deep. Um, and so that's so sort of our topic today that that went into me trying to figure out like how do I shift these, right? And you come across affirmations and affirmations and mindset shifts and positive thinking and reframing and like all the tools and. For some things, they were it worked, worked so to speak, and then some things it didn't, and so I, you know, I started working. Um, so I guess to kind of get it back in story form, when you're in a wheelchair and you're not, people start calling and saying, "Hi, can you help me?" Right? <laughs> can you help me? I noticed you're in a wheelchair and you're not. Like, could you or could you help my friend who's got health issues? And then it was stuff too where. I'm still in pain every day like I've had pain every day for you know the longest time and people would notice that I was also happy like genuinely happy and they're like you have pain every day but you're happy could you help me with this thing (laughs) right and I'm like sure and so anyway so I my coaching practice and everything I do was genuinely just born out of all of my experience and everything that I learned and people coming and almost kind of knocking on my door saying, can you help? You know, so that was, that was why I decided to do it officially. But as I've worked with people, I, I still continue to believe that the the physical part is the easier part. And it's really, when we get to those really deep beliefs that it gets difficult. And some of the basic, let's just think positive tools, don't they don't touch that. They're not quite enough for that. Yeah. And so I feel like I've been as a coach collecting different tools and methodologies and figuring out my own methodologies to be able to help people with some of that stuff that goes a couple layers deeper than what, where a lot of coaches go. I feel like a lot of coaching is very much about, what actions we're going to take, right? It's like, what are you going to do? Let's set an intention. Let's be committed to it. I'm more interested in like, why aren't we taking action in the first place? Like what happened? What do you believe about yourself? What is, what are we going to make it mean if this doesn't happen? I like to get, get down in there with people into their thinking and into their past and kind of mess around with all of that. and help people understand themselves. Um, anyway, so that's that's a big long thing. I hope some of that made sense. Um, yeah, it, it, does. it is it is early over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoa, well, you must be a really strong woman. I, that's for sure.
1: Thank you. I I feel that now. I do feel strong now. There were a lot of days when I didn't. It's normal. Yeah.
0: It's normal. Absolutely it, not. It, totally. Yeah. So. So yeah, so yeah, now we can jump to our, to our, our topic. And... Our topic. Yeah. <laughs> so when thinking positive is not enough. Hmm? So, sometimes it works, yeah, as you said. It does. Sometimes it does not. Right. And the times that when, when it does not work, I mean, is the is it like bigger problem is there bigger issue out there that causes that uh, that makes from thinking positive and, uh, and not uh, not enough uh, to uh, mm-hmm. say? yeah what, what, what could be the problem
1: yeah so this really comes down to and. And by the way, I noticed like putting it the way, writing it the way that I did in my bio, I knew some people would understand it. Just learned, like what they would interpret it diff- differently than what I meant, which is what I thought was really cool. Because um, I think a lot of people, when it's like, well, yeah, because I've had people contact me. So when when people want to coach with me, and a lot of my clients are people, and they show up and they say, well, I tried, I tried all of that, like I tried affirmations and it didn't work, or they'll say something like well, this is, this is really big. I'm not going to be able to positive think my way out of this. I get that, that phrasing a lot. And so that was part of the thing. But I think that most people actually think it has something to do with the situation. Like that some situations are bigger or more difficult or more painful. And that's why it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. That's not really the case. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever, we're looking at which tool to use this actually has more to do with how well the neural pathway is established in the brain mm-hmm. and it all comes back to brain science mm-hmm. more so than comparing one person's situation or one person's pain to another person's pain um, it they've shown that it takes about 21 days for a neural pathway to form in the brain for the brain to learn this is what we think about this 21 days so 21 days so if we're if we're less than that if we're less than 21 days if it's something that's we're kind of deciding what to think about for the first time or something that just comes up throughout the course of a day we actually can just make a choice right then whether we want to see it in a positive way or see it in a negative way Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's sort of like if you go to if you go to a restaurant right and you have a an item that you always order it's your favorite it's what you planned on and then you get there and they don't have it i mean unless that happens to you every single day for a month that's going to be a new situation there's no there's no pre-planned neural (laughs) pathway your brain doesn't know what we think about this and you can actually just decide like you can be mad that you didn't get what you wanted and disappointed or we can say you know what this is a great time to finally try something else on the menu mm-hmm. so because it's it's new your brain's not been taught what to think and so we can just actually in that moment positive thinking or doing a reframe it's like oh man i notice i feel really disappointed is there a different way to look at this okay i can just reframe it but that's because we're not fighting against anything pre-established in the brain Um, but once we start to get past that 21 day mark and I feel like even then if we're within like the first six months of dealing with something there's gonna be a neural pathway formed but it's still not super strong it may exist along other side of things so um, you know it might be I was thinking about this last night um, when I wasn't sleeping. Um, But I was thinking about, you know, like if somebody goes to, like goes off to college and maybe the very first month they have this thought of, man, I just really need to be doing my homework every time I have a free minute. And they've decided that's what's right. And maybe they have had that thought for a while, but then it's still, it's not like this deeply rooted core belief. And if somebody shows them, hey, here's an article that says actually taking time off or resting improves your scores, they might be able to just really easily adopt that new way of thinking. Now, they, they still might notice themselves here or there having a thought of, man, I should be studying. And then it's like, oh no, wait, remember, it's okay to rest. And so there's this kind of in-between phase where something comes up and the, the old thought, may happen but we have enough information to just really easily redirect it's the things that go beyond that like whenever we have a belief about ourselves that we have had for years and years and decades and decades and then we try to just apply let's just think positive our brains have so much evidence
0: mm-hmm.
1: to the contrary that honestly we try to say like a positive affirmation and it honestly does more harm than good because we're, we say this thing and we don't really believe it and what it actually does is it makes your brain go list all the reasons it's not true, all the reasons it doesn't believe it and it can actually reinforce the old thinking. So, it's not, it really, none of this has to do with the size of the situation, it has to do with the length of time we've been thinking it, and how strong the neural pathway is. Mm-hmm. And that sort of determines how we approach it, and which tools are most helpful. Because when we get to those, yeah, when we get to those deeper ones, just repeating an affirmation for 30 days, it's it's not going to work, like it might actually feel a little bit better in the moment. But it's not going to, it's not going to shift something that's been there that long. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, people who have dealt with chronic health issues their whole life, Mm -hmm. that's the thing, like they've, it's not that there isn't a way to think positively about it, it's that they've trained their brain and they've taught their brain what they think of it. And now it's so well established that thoughts to the contrary are really not believable to them they've already decided what they believe they've decided it's awful and somebody's like oh no no we could think positively about it and there's just no part of them that can even believe that at this point but it's really really just about time and how strong that thinking pattern is
0: yeah so it varies from a person to another
1: yes yes Mm -hmm. it varies how long yes so much of it having to do with what choices they've made in their thinking, how long they've been thinking it, um, how much time they practice. And that's why, you know, in my coaching, because of the work that I do, I know some people will promise, like, coach with me for this many weeks and you get this results. I'm like, guys, I have no idea how long this is gonna take. (laughs) I really don't. I have no idea. I can teach you the tools. I can walk you through the process. Um but it's really uncomfortable to change our beliefs and i think that's the thing too like how how courageous my clients are sort of determines how fast this goes like how willing they are to look at the things how willing they are to Mm -hmm. shift to a brand new way of thinking about
0: the world it's easy yeah it takes courage as you said yeah
1: yeah and it can be it can be a little scary
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, especially that they have been used to a certain way of thinking, of living and then they are about to start something new and they are afraid of of the unknown, afraid of what is coming, afraid of, you know. Yes. Uh, And their their brains, like, uh, automatically starts that uh, kind of resistance that does not help them get through and see things differently
1: yes exactly Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yep it's um yeah it's so and that's why a lot of the work ends up being not just here's this thing that i'm gonna think Mm -hmm. you know it's like i want to think because there is some conscious choice to it you know and i i walk my clients through like how do we consciously choose like better ways of thinking and i never think of it as like that we're thinking about it wrong and we should think about it different and we don't And honestly, as much as being positive is helpful, I never tell my clients we need to think positive about anything. I just ask them to do it intentionally and on purpose rather than just on autopilot. Um, Because there are some things we actually do kind of want to be disappointed about or sad about and that's all okay. The point isn't to be happy all the time, right? Um, But so we do that part very much on purpose, but most of it ends up going back and like looking at all of these yeah the patterns of thinking and all of all of the evidence and it's almost like we have to go by piece by piece and dismantle this evidence because we've been looking at the world through one set of lenses for a really long time mm-hmm. and it's like no, no no i have but this evidence and this person said this and this happened and this means this and there's so many the longer we've thought something the more evidence we've accumulated for it and we genuinely have to kind of almost like go back and poke holes in all of that and question all of it and is it true is it helpful do i want to keep thinking this and yeah it just it genuinely does take some time but i love that you brought this up because it's so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and but i don't think that's a character thing it's again coming back to i always bring my clients back to what we know of the brain and that the brain likes efficiency like once it knows this is what we think it's like no 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 let's just keep doing this like we know how this works this is comfortable and even if it's painful Mm -hmm. your brain interprets it as safe right like even if we sit around thinking we're terrible people right something like that like that feels awful to think i'm a terrible person but if that's what you've done for 30 years that, is, that feels safer to think that terrible thing than to go step into this world where you believe that you're fantastic and amazing because that is so unknown and it's so scary. True. Even though it would feel great. Yeah. We always tend towards like what is known, what is safe, what can we, you know, what have we always thought. Um, but me understanding that that's not... That's not something wrong with me. That's just how brains work
0: mm-hmm.
1: was so freeing to me because then whenever I feel that resistance, I'm just like, it's normal, Yeah. right? Like it's normal and it's okay. And it doesn't mean anything. And I can still skip step into this and it be scary.
0: And I'm how s- can, can we like, how can we talk to our brains? Like, and to make them uh, take take the step.
1: Yeah. Yes, I actually I feel like there's a number there's a number of tools. I don't want to like give so much on here that it's confusing because I do tend to work this out with people individually and see what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two things that I typically have my clients do every day when they're shifting a belief. One is to kind of work with dismantling their current evidence. So kind of write down like, this is what I'd like to believe. You know, I'd like to believe that I love my body or I'd like to believe that I'm enough. I'd like to believe that, you know, money comes easily, whatever it is. And then kind of seeing how our, what kind of thoughts we have that argue with that like if we say like i'm a good person and then our brains tend to be like no no no! here's our evidence this is why that's not true this is why that's not true this is why that's not true and i actually just systematically go through and write those things down and then see if i can give an answer for it not you know cause... oops you put it out there what'd you say Reason? Can you say that again?
0: I, I said not positive. Yes, you answer. did
1: for just a minute. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and to go through, you know, because maybe maybe we have a thought of like, well, I made this huge mistake last year, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, that's why I'm not valuable. But it's really easy to then give an answer of valuable people aren't people who don't make mistakes they're just humans like we all have value for being human and having to go through and answer that piece by piece so we do that work um and that's that's work that i do think is very much very helpful to do with a coach because sometimes my clients are like i have this evidence and they really have thought it so long they can't even see an alternative um Sometimes you write it down and you realize it just doesn't sound true at all. Like we can easily see this is just a thought, it's not true. Um, But sometimes they really struggle to find a different way of looking at it and we kind of work together to find a different way of thinking about something that feels better but still feels true. So that's all kind of stuff we do in real time of like what is coming up every single day that we need to work through. But at the same time, kind of like what we talked about, that this future place is very scary and it's unknown. So the other thing that I, what I've started doing sort of in my method that I've created is the whole time that we're doing all of this work in real time, we're also going to the future. Mm-hmm. Because what I believe is if we if we keep working on something, we do eventually get there. We don't know how long it'll take. And I never promise my clients time frames, but I'm like, if you keep yeah. consistently doing the work, you'll get there. And so we go to the future. If you already believed, right, that you could handle this, if you already believed that you were a good person, if you already believed that you were valuable what would you be thinking? What would you be feeling? How would you be showing up in your life? And we start, we kind of jump to the future and go over and start getting in touch with what our life looks like there. Yeah. Because then whenever we start to work through this belief, it's not a scary place. It's something that we can step into. We already know what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, This is one of my, one of my favorite questions to ask people if they're you know, they're really angry about their condition, or they're frustrated that they can't lose weight, or they're spiraling about their business. And I'll ask them, if all of this was resolved, what would you think about all day? And they're like, they have no idea, because that's all, this is all they've thought about for Mm -hmm. years and years and years and years. And if that's all we've thought about, and that's all we know, people don't, it's it's like they don't even know what to do with their brains. And so we're having to look at like, if this is resolved, if you know what, you're just, you're awesome and your body's on your side and you're perfectly lovable and your value's intact and we're worthy and we don't, we don't have to think about any of this. Let's go figure out what we would think about in the future. And we can start getting comfortable with a different way of existing if that makes sense. So yeah. I'm always doing, I'm always working with people on both of those at the same time. Um, challenging all of my evidence so that this old belief kind of loses, it gets less strong because I have less evidence for it. Yeah. So I can shift it while jumping all the way to the future of when you're already there, what is it going to look like? And can we start can we start living into that a little bit now? Can we start thinking that way now? Can we start showing up that way now? And living as if it was true. And I've done a lot of this work, Um, there's so many things that I've shifted and it feels a little bit uncomfortable initially. It feels, I I will be honest, it feels a little bit like faking it, Um, Mm -hmm. but really it's just training my brain that we can, it's okay to be over here and it's a little bit uncomfortable at Mm -hmm. first but then over time that just becomes how we show up in the world and
0: and it works actually it really works i mean uh i have experienced this once it's it's not about that i was living a a bad experience or anything but i i wanted to i wanted to buy a a bike like Mm -hmm five years ago mm-hmm. and I had some like financial problems and I couldn't afford it so yeah. what I did instead is I bought a, a, a miniature uh-huh. bike and I put it in, in my in my desk and, and guess what I, I, each time I saw it I imagined myself like having a bike and everything and five years later I was able to, to buy that bike and it's just it's crazy how projecting yourself in a situation in the future becomes a reality in like a few years later
1: yes i love that story that's so <laughs> fun and you know and that you know that come brings into this you know this idea of you know using visioning or um, a lot of people do vision boards and i like that as a concept um i I actually, most of my envisioning or like vision stuff isn't actually really far in the future. I think I use it differently than most people. I use it for like tomorrow. Um, for example, like I was one of those people that was very, um, high strung type, a high stress, like go, go, go mm-hmm. sort of, uh, frantic You know, in my in my actions, very high anxiety, Um, not always not always pleasant to be around, and I, you know, it, it wasn't even that. Oh, I I want this thing in the future. I'm like, I would like to feel peaceful during my day and not crazy all the time. And I did feel kind of like within my brain, it did feel so. Yeah, everything just felt so urgent. And so I would use visioning even just looking at tomorrow to be like, okay, tomorrow we're gonna do homeschool and I have to take the kids here and then I have work and then I have this meeting and I have this. And I would spend time before I fell asleep Mm -hmm. that night and the next morning, imagining myself, and I wouldn't take a long time, maybe like just a couple minutes going through my day feeling the way that I wanted to feel I would imagine myself like homeschooling my kids and being patient and driving in traffic and being calm Mm -hmm. and arriving to the meeting not freaked out right Mm -hmm. and and by living it in my brain it's like I taught myself how to show up in my life Mm -hmm. and so I've done it I've done it for really for big things like that it's like here's a thing that I want to be true five years in the future but I also do it for tomorrow, I do it for how I'm gonna show up, and I have to, because if I, if I don't, if I don't tell my brain, this is what we're gonna think, and this is how we're gonna show up, yeah, my kind of default settings aren't really helpful at all, and so, <laughs> I don't live on default, um, I'm very intentional, I kind of have trained myself, um, how to how to show up but it really really works like it really works because basically before i ever got to my day i'd lived it two times in my mind already right and then it's so mm. much easier for our brains to actually do it in real life because mm. we've already done it in our minds so i love that i love that example mm. yeah i'll do it i would, do it just for like the week
0: <laughs> <laughs> would this help people doing like are experiencing anxiety
1: it definitely can. Um, now, the first thing with all of this, like whenever we're talking positive thinking or like when positive thinking isn't enough, and anxiety is one of those things where I think sometimes another reason why it doesn't doesn't work, so to speak, even if it's a shorter term situation, is that a lot of people just aren't really willing to feel what they're feeling like they judge it as bad or wrong or they want to get rid of it and then it's hard to move through it like if we have anxiety and then we just shove it down it didn't really go away right it's like having a dirty room and just keeping the light off like it's still dirty like it's still there we didn't really fix anything um and I think anxiety is like that as soon as we it's it's wrong it's bad like we try to get rid of it so I think with you know with all of With everything before we can ever move towards deciding whether we want to think differently or feel differently about something we've got to be okay with what we're feeling now and that space of being able to feel anxiety without judging it and honestly just kind of opening ourselves up being able to breathe through it and seeing anxiety as a normal part of being human that happens sometimes without all the judgment, it'll take it, you know, from like being really intense and it'll just knock it down a little bit, almost whenever we can sort of observe ourselves experiencing anxiety rather than like diving into it. So yeah, so I do think that that's a, a missed step or like when we talk about positive thinking a lot of people it's like oh if thinking positive is good then thinking negatively is bad right and then it becomes a thing we try to get rid of it's like no no, no. it's human it's okay and i think we have to be at peace with where we are and then we can do this
0: shift um should experience yeah. the bad things and learn them and learn from them yeah. and then yeah. we to the positive things.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and understanding and understanding ourselves, and I think that um, emotional adulthood here makes a huge difference, um, because a lot of us blame our emotions on what's happening outside of us, you know, or we blame it on our our pain or our how much money's in our bank account or what this person said, and so I always make sure that I'm feeling my emotions as a an emotional adult of like my emotions are coming from the story that I'm telling about this. It's coming from my narrative, my thoughts. I am in many ways, I'm the reason that I'm feeling it and I take ownership for that while feeling it. But yes, but then because that's where we can understand it. If we're busy trying to get rid of it or judge it, we never really understand it enough to know where it came from. And then we're just, it's kind of like Band-Aid. It's like, nope, don't look at it. Just think positive, just think positive. And it never resolves it. In. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm like, it's okay. Like, it's just, it's anxiety. Okay. It's a little uncomfortable. It's no big deal. It's
0: normal.
1: Where's it? Exactly. It's like, where is this coming from? Is this, is there, is it just that there's brain chemistry off? Is this a pattern of thinking? Is this, is this how you were taught to show up? But like to really go back in full ownership and understand it. And that's where, again, where a lot of coaching, it kind of stays at this surface level, but I always want to go. a couple layers deeper I'm like why are we where 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 is this coming from in the first place and can we can we understand it enough to feel compassion and then yeah like then maybe we do shift our thinking but we're doing it from a place of love and compassion and caring as opposed to a place of judgment or shame or trying to like get rid of it. It's a very, very different process, and that's one of those things that I feel like a lot of people miss with this positive thinking. Um, And as soon as negative emotions are bad, it becomes toxic. Like, as soon as it's, we're not allowed to feel what we are feeling, we are Mm. in big trouble, Mm. right?
0: Yeah. So we should first, uh, like for anxiety, we should first greet our anxiety, and try to understand it, try to understand uh, when does it happen, what makes it happen and and then understand that uh, Mm -hmm. it is a normal uh, feeling, it is natural. We Mm -hmm. are human beings, we can all be anxious uh, in in whatever situation might be and then when we start thinking and this way, our anxiety doesn't starts uh, stops going up I mean we are like shutting it down but in a smoother way right
1: yeah 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 and it's just I always yeah I always say just I'm like just gentle shifts I'm like we don't have to I'm like it can just be there and it's not comfortable right but we can still live and do things even with a little bit of anxiety there Mm -hmm. and most emotions don't last that long scientifically an emotion lasts about 90 seconds we feel it and then we're done unless we keep feeling it Um, but anxiety is one of those ones where i feel like usually our thoughts are so spirally that it it might stick around for a little bit and that's why I don't even talk about like how do we get rid of it. I'm like, no, 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 just let it be. Just like let it be, but then gently, gently, like direct your thoughts over here in a very kind way, and it will naturally dissipate it. But there's something, something in the intent and the heart behind the action that really makes a big difference when we're dealing with emotions. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a much gentler thing, um, but it is very hard to be anxious whenever we are really present in what's happening now it's very hard to be anxious whenever we're in a state of gratitude um those things you know so those are all such great tools but when we do it from anxiety is fine it's normal it's human no big deal and i can feel grateful so much different than I'm anxious and this is bad and I shouldn't be anxious and I'm anxious and I'm anxious about my anxiety and like spiral and then be like oh no it's so bad like shut it down go think positive gratitude gratitude right like it's it's such a it's such a different feeling so I'm always trying to get my clients to a place where they can be at peace with what's happening like it's all fine and and it's not either or it's like we have these negative emotions and we also have the capacity for gratitude Mm -hmm. you know courage is one of those things we can't have courage without fear it's like you know so we got some fear it's all right Mm -hmm. like that's a normal human thing we can also have courage right got anxiety that's okay we can also have gratitude and it becomes just kind of a yes and instead of a either or Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah it's just so Mm -hmm. much it's so much more peaceful
0: (laughs) yes it is i think the problem with anxiety is that uh, we we start uh, interpreting the future in a wrong way based on what we think and, be, and not on what is true and not, not on what it is going to happen. Right! And yeah. that is, and that is the, the problem of anxiety.
1: Yep, it's, yep.
0: Uh, and
1: like, yeah, or taking, I think we take like the worst stuff that's ever happened in our past and then we put it in the future and we're so but we're so worried about it happening that half the time we we make it true because that's all we're thinking about, right? Yeah, exactly. Where it's like if we, we have to create our future from our future, um, yeah, no, it's true that that anxiety. It's yeah, it's very whenever we're actually just like right here, like mm-hmm. right now, and we're not creating us because we never know the future, right? None of us do. It, but we, helps. and I mean, and everything happening in the world right now, I think, is so much evidence that. Because we all thought we were going to be doing different stuff last month and this month, mm-hmm. and it it just proves we didn't know. Like we never know. <laughs> but we, and I'm like, if we're just going to tell a story about the future anyway, like why not tell a good one, right? Why yeah. not tell one that's encouraging and exciting and and full of hope?
0: Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, it's such a good. Yeah, and sometimes we. We, we are not like we don't find it easy to to leave the present to to yeah. be focused on the present so yeah. what would you suggest to like as exercising or uh, as a, something to practice that may, mm-hmm. may help people be more focused on the present
1: yeah i feel like anything anything that helps us be in our physical bodies can help now a lot of a lot of my um a lot of my clients have health issues, and so some of them can't go do exercise. But if someone can do exercise, mm-hmm. I do feel like that's so awesome. Anything, anything, really physical or movement based can help us be in our physical bodies in the moment and feeling what's happening in our body. Mm-hmm. Um, but but meditation or more gentle movements, like I love like tai chi, which is very moving meditation and it's focused on breath, um, but also just breath work or more like mindfulness meditation. I have some apps that I use that really, it's just like a little voice and she's like, focus on your breath. It's like okay, follow your breath, and then she's like, "If she's like, if your mind wandered, bring it back to the breath." I'm like, "Oh, it did wander, okay." And then she's like, she's like "Here's the breath," and then I'm like, "She's like, if your mind has wandered, bring it back." I'm like, "Okay, it did, yeah." And she, and she, um, but it's it's strengthening that muscle, and that was the thing when I understood that about meditation that it wasn't about can I stay in the present moment, but it's like every time our brain wanders and we bring it back. And we bring it back and we bring it back that's what strengthens the muscle and helps us learn how to do that in a moment so whenever i was whenever i was working on being present i actually committed to doing i forget how many minutes it was 10 or 20 minutes of like mindfulness type meditation three times a day for a month and it took and it did like it, I think it took me a solid month to build up this muscle enough that I could do it in the rest of my life yeah. um yeah but I would just sit there and for 10 or 20 minutes a day I just struggled through trying to keep my brain just on my breath <laughs> it was very frustrating um but it was good but I did I, but I got better at it and so that's a great thing too um you know or even just like I said it can be as simple as you know, just stopping and feeling, you know, feeling that you're in a chair and that you're here and you're touching things and being conscious of what's around you. But if a person, but exercise or mindfulness, med- mindfulness meditation are definitely two of the best. Just don't get, if you guys are thinking of trying this for the first time, just don't get frustrated because it take—it takes a while. And yeah. people, people are like, oh, I stopped doing meditation because I was so bad at it. I'm like, what do you mean you are bad at it? They're like, my mind wandered a lot. I'm like, that's perfect. That's exactly how it works. Boring, that's how you get. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you get better. Because each time, each time. But I think people miss that they don't know that that's. We're so used to judging ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like all the things, or we think, I've been doing this for a week. I should be better at it.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, and that's we who? Are, yeah. impatient. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, we want everything to happen quickly and to 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 reach our goals, like in.
1: I know. Right. And that's, and that's what I'll tell people though, you know, as I'm working on shifting these long term beliefs and they'll people, my clients will get frustrated. And when I dig, I'm like, okay, why are we frustrated right now? It's because they believe they should be further along or they should have it figured out or it shouldn't take this long. Okay. Whenever I, whenever I work on shifting a belief that I've had for decades, it usually takes me two years, two years to go from what I'm thinking, where it's like this is what i believe to moving into challenging that belief and then there's a really really uncomfortable middle ground where both beliefs feel true that's mm-hmm. the worst like we call it the river of misery or like cognitive dissonance like it's awful like where one day one feels true and one day the other feels true and sometimes they both feel true at the same time mm-hmm. even though they're opposite right and your brain kind of freaks out yeah. and you and you have to and then you move through it to the new belief feels true, but the other one still pops up. And then it takes longer for that to be your brain to go to. I mean, it's a, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And that's like a lot of people all come to, will come to me. It's like, I did this thing for 90 days and I thought it was working and then it didn't. I was like, oh yeah. I'm like, girl, 90 days is not long enough. Like, <laughs> like nothing went wrong here. You just didn't, you just didn't stick with it long enough because we want it to be so, so quick. And that's been hard, like even as a coach, you're like, oh, yeah, like, can I do people like can I sign up for six sessions with you? No, you can't. Like, the answer is no, because I, I don't want to, I'm not into quick fixes, I'm not into this thing, and I'm also not going to lie to my clients and say, oh, yeah, that belief that you've had for 40 years, we can totally do that in six weeks. No, we can't. No, we can't. <laughs> it's gonna no. take,
0: it's I mean, gonna, yeah. I mean, when you start thinking about it, it's just impossible.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's like a scale, I'm like, yeah. they're like, they're like, I've been, you know, I did, or they'll say, like, I came out of that session with you, and I felt really good for about two days, and then the old thought came back, I'm like, were you practicing it, were you doing it intentionally, but at the same time, I'm like, you've been thinking this way for 40 years, you've this for two days, like, do we really think, I'm like, I can't even, if you think of it like a scale, like the yeah. amount, of, you know and i'm like and and that's the thing like it comes down to like if somebody's so focused on it and it's like even if you think the new thought 500 times a day like that helps but it still takes a while just the sheer volume right of time that we've spent you know or like money beliefs we've had since we were kids it's like you've had those beliefs for so long 30 days is not going to retrain all of it like we just have to be we just have to be patient with ourselves. But I think people think that if they can just get through it and get to this future place, then it's better. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, it is not better there. It is just different. You will still have negative emotions. You will just have different ones. You will still be happy. You will still be happy about as often as you choose to be happy. And it'll be about fifty-fifty. Just some of your you know, situations will change. Um, you know, I remember as a coach thinking if I just had a full roster, right? If I just had, you know, if I just had, you know, my 20 clients whatever I was going for, you know, I had this level of income, then like everything's going to be great. Okay. So then you hit that and you have a full roster and you have the money, but then it's like, Oh, now, now, whenever a client's like, I need to reschedule, I'm like, mm-hmm. I have no hours for you. Or people are like, can I hire you? having to turn people away and say no you know, to people who I would love to be helping because I genuinely don't have enough hours and that feels bad too it's just a different bad like it's not it's not better or then looking at needing to try to like hire people or figure out the tech that I need to scale I'm like that is that is not fun to me you know and so I still have we don't ever get to a place where it's we're happy hundred percent of the time it's just mm-hmm. different And I think people are just in such a hurry. And that's why when people, when I see that like urgent, like, no, no, I need to hurry up. I need to get there. I'm like, why? Why do we need to hurry up and get there? And it's because they actually think they're going to be in less pain. And it's one of the, one of those conversations I get a lot of like frowns and like mean looks from my clients whenever I'm like, no, (laughs) I'm sorry. It won't, it really won't. Cause I'm like, there's still going to be because there's still gonna be children in the world who don't have clean water, and there's still gonna be child sex trafficking, and you're still gonna deal with insecurities, and there's still gonna be pandemics, or your dog's gonna die, or you know these things like negative emotions are a part of life. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And whenever we get to the place where we can accept them and not judge them, and we're not trying to outrun them, then it can just take as long as it takes. And if it takes two years or five years, Mm It can just take that long right I mean, and can just- negative
0: negative feelings and uh, I, bad experiences are the ones that l- let us appreciate the good ones
1: yes it's our contrast yeah yeah
0: without 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 being hurt or without being sad you will not appreciate the happiness you'll not appreciate appreciate the joy mm-hmm yeah and yeah and for, for so many people they they just don't understand that yes maybe they don't understand this maybe they're not aware of it I, I don't know how, how they see things but I believe that with, without without this we can't have that
1: yes no I agree and I think it's a it's a great way to um, because I'm always looking for, I've trained my brain, like, what can we be grateful for in every situation? Mm -hmm. And people are very confused by that. But they're like, well, if you had a, you know, it's like, well, I've got this relationship and it's really difficult and all of that. And first of all, I'm like, relationships are not difficult. Your thoughts about the the person are making it difficult. So this is on you. They're just a person. (laughs) But but, um, at the same time, I'm like, great like that's a like I'm actually it's one of those places whenever I have a conversation with somebody or I meet somebody and it's a little there isn't that instant connection and like it's a little bit awkward I'm like it makes me appreciate those conversations that are easy and that those people that I connect with Mm -hmm. and you're right like I it creates a sense of gratitude for this other side that I wouldn't have if there wasn't the contrast and so it doesn't mean that it's always that again, that humans can feel so many things at once. I'm like, it can be a little awkward and I can be grateful. Like, and, and all I these see? things, it does. it doesn't have to be this like, Oh, it's all this or all that. I tell you know all the time. I'm like, there's room for all of those emotions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's totally fine. But no, I, I agree so much. And I think that that's one of the things where, you know, I'll talk about gratitude and people will say, well, how could you possibly be grateful if you're in pain? I'm like, like one, I'm glad I can feel it at all. Like I know people, you know, I've heard stories of people who have, I forget the name of the condition, but where you can't feel pain at all mm-hmm. and how dangerous that mm-hmm. is. Um, Cause they don't know if they're being burned or hurt or yeah. whatnot. I'm like one, I'm grateful I can feel it at all. Mm-hmm. And True. you know, and recently I had a, a higher pain day recently and it really did like then the next day when my pain was lower, I was grateful for it in a way that I hadn't been before. So, I mean, it still does it's not like I'm like, yay, pain, pain's awesome, <laughs> yeah, but course. whenever, right? But whenever we, and so I can oh, no. not enjoy pain and be grateful for that contrast. And as soon as, as long as it doesn't have to be black and white, as long as we're allowed to feel all the things, it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can be disappointed that I couldn't do this thing and also grateful because of the contrast and grateful because of all these other things. Like, it doesn't have to just be, it's not like we have to pick.
0: <laughs> like there can, is a good in everything.
1: There always is. Yes. If we look for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just have to open our eyes and be ready to, to see it. Yeah.
1: And this is, and some of this like brain training that we've talked about, I think that, so I did not, I would not have labeled myself as a grateful person mm-hmm. whenever I was younger. Um, I, I think I was more, I was raised in a family that was more critical, like always looking for the thing that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I, that's what I had trained like all through my early life I had. That's what I had practiced. I had practiced looking for the thing that's not good, looking for the thing where there's a lack or looking for the thing that needs to be fixed. And it was just a habit. and training myself to look for things that i was grateful for again took took years and what i did was just like every single day i tried to write down at least three things that i was grateful for but i tried to not repeat like try to go find new things every single day where because we all i think we kind of have a short list of like 10 that most of us just repeat over and over again and i'm like nope what else is out there what else can i be grateful for and you know what kind of new thing, and I pushed myself and pushed myself and pushed myself to find more and more things, and over time, that's what I trained my brain to do. Like, because it's, I still know every day I'm going to sit down and need three new things to be grateful for. So it means that all day long, my brain is like looking for it on purpose. Yeah, and now. I do consider myself a grateful person and I see gratitude everywhere and I see in every situation. I mean, I dumped water on my new laptop not too long ago, like new laptop, fantastic laptop. I dumped water on it and fried the whole thing. And I definitely felt disappointed, (laughs) okay, I did (laughs) and like sad and all the things and then it was such a moment though, because I didn't have to tell my brain to go. I wasn't like, what can we be grateful for? My brain just like offered me, thank goodness we have that emergency fund, right? Like you set aside an emergency fund last year, and this is an emergency, and you're gonna be able to get a new computer without having to tap into like normal family budget. And and there was something to be grateful for in the midst of that. I'm still not grateful that I broke that laptop. I still <laughs> miss that laptop. It was a great one. but. But there was also gratitude there. And that's where this, you know, kind of back to our original discussion, that is something where I did not have a, I didn't have a neural pathway formed. I didn't hadn't made decisions about what I think about dumping water on computers. So I had a lot of freedom in that moment to make a choice. But that kind of comes back to even just practicing who we want to be, because I had been regularly looking for things to be grateful for, for years. Finding in that moment, got easier like that muscle got stronger that's what i practice mm-hmm. um yeah but i same thing like i approach it i'm like there's always there's always something
0: to be grateful that for. we can
1: find yeah. yeah But we just have to i think i think the training is like are we training our brains to look for it mm-hmm. or not
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. i believe that gratitude is is a key that would help so many people to get out of Whatever situation they're at, whatever feeling they they are they are having, whatever situation they're at, gratitude is really a strong, strong tool that will take you whatever you want. Yes, and even in this in our topic, like when thinking positive is not enough, think about gratitude. Gratitude will will certainly help you i mean start looking at the things that you can be grateful for it could be simple things as it could be big things i mean like start out looking yourself Mm -hmm. at your your, you have a healthy body Mm -hmm. you have like uh, all your senses are functioning well everything and so many people are are not don't have what you have right now i mean they have disabilities, they have diseases, and even those people who have disabilities and are experiencing uh, bad experiences with their health states, they still be more grateful than you who who has a full functioning body. That's because they have decided to see the, the good things in everything they can face. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so gratitude is, I believe that gratitude is, is a golden key mm-hmm. and that would help so many people to get out of whatever they are experiencing.
1: I agree, I agree. And like if I'm trying to start, if people are wanting to know, it's like, where do we start? What do we do? Yeah, gratitude is one of my like top three things that I recommend people work on. And, and I don't push them. I'm like, you don't have to be grateful for the fact that, because a lot, like I said, a lot of my clients do have disabilities and chronic health issues, and I do too. And so I'm like, you don't have to be grateful for that. But if I have a day whenever I can't get out of bed, I'm actually grateful that I have a bed. Like that's not a thing that everyone has. Like it's really not and if i have a day whenever i'm you know having trouble walking or something like that which does happen to me from time to time i'm so thankful for running water indoor plumbing i'm -hmm. like i'm imagining how many people don't have that and how much more complicated it would be to be in pain if i had to walk long distances to get water and i'm like i i don't know if i didn't live where i live with the privilege that i have i don't know if i would have survived like it was it was non-functional you know for so for so long and yeah i I think i think a lot of people don't i mean like refrigeration seriously like it's it's fantastic like indoor lights electricity like even if i'm even if i'm sitting in a bed i'm like there are so many things that i have that other people don't have and i can have gratitude all day long Mm -hmm. and still be and still be disappointed that I'm in pain like it doesn't have to be for the pain it can be all the adjacent things but that there's always something in that and it it doesn't mean that it gets again we don't need to get rid of the negative emotions Mm -hmm. but it offers perspective and comfort and keeps us from only seeing
0: exactly so I I agree Or fighting like the, the the pain, but it's it, it raises a positive feeling mm-hmm. on the other side, yeah. right? And exactly when we have that positive feeling, it, it starts makes us feel happy, and we start focusing more on the on the on that happiness rather than focusing on the pain.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they've, and of all the things, and you, I'm sure if you, if you believe in gratitude, you've probably studied it, but it's one of the only emotions where they've been able to like scientifically link benefits to gratitude. Like it's not just like, oh, we feel good. Like they've proven that people who, that grateful people sleep better, that they're more resilient to things like depression, that it actually does. Improve physical health, you know. It's improves relationships, and there's there's a list um, of at least seven like scientifically proven, scientifically backed. They have so many studies, you can't even argue with it, that it helps with. And so, I mean, I love that. So it, I mean, and so there's all of that plus kind of what you're saying. What what I know is that if I feel positive. I tend to take more positive and productive action. And I think a lot of people are like, you know, let's just like beat ourselves up all day, right? Like, we'll just like think about all the things we hate, all the stuff we need to fix, like beat ourselves up. And surely that'll lead to some positive change. No, it, it, but it's so like for most of my clients, that's what makes sense. Like they actually believe if they stopped to just like love and accept themselves in the present, that it would lead to, inaction not growing never getting anything done but when we actually look at ourselves that's not how it works whenever we feel bad we go watch netflix and like eat junk food because we feel sad and being in that positive state of love and acceptance and like gratitude we go do more positive things the way that those people do and it's it's funny like it's that seems so obvious to me now but like it wasn't for the longest time and i know it's not to a lot of my clients but it's you know you know those i know that not everybody who listens to your podcast is going to deal with chronic health issues like you know a lot of my people but even like the the most top elite performers right i love and i do love i I coach some like Mm -hmm. you know seven figure businessmen as well and also like moms with chronic health issues i get to coach a lot of really fun people (laughs) But, but this, the same stuff the same things work. I'm like getting them to, to understand the power of being, being grateful for where they are, and that, that level of self-acceptance actually does lead to them getting more done in their business than feeling bad and beating themselves up all day. Yeah. Um, it, I, I, but it's,
0: I, I think I think feelings are contagious. If we are feeling happy, it will brings more happiness. Yes. And the opposite is true. If we are feeling yes. sad, we our brain will start looking for sadder things yes. that makes us even sad. Yes. I mean, so yeah, no. it, it should be stopped. If if you are <laughs> <laughs> if you are thinking about the sad things, uh, sometimes just just look at a happy one, and you, you can go. To looking at the sad things, but at certain moments, you you will see, hey, happiness is actually a good thing to look at, and you start to bringing up more happy things that will make you feel better. Exactly,
1: and we, and again, this is, it's such a good point, and I love the way that I love the way that you said that that it's contagious. <laughs> um, but the like, there's there's real science behind that that mm-hmm. our brains always look. For evidence of what it is we already believe. So, if we look at our life and we say, "My life is so hard," it's such a hard life. Mm-hmm. Then, all day long, your brain tries to find evidence to support that. Mm-hmm. And so, it does. Like just having it, having it as a thought that we don't question and just letting it stay there. My life's so hard. All day long, that's all we're. It's almost going to be all that we see because everything's going to be through that. and a situation that's actually very neutral, not even a big deal, will become evidence for that. You know, but if we look at our life and we have a thought that it's, that we have a fantastic life, we go and we find evidence of that. And it really does, it's kind of like, what are we looking for? And do, and most people just have, either because they didn't know it or it's just habit. Yeah, they're, they're so used to looking for the negative, right? That they, they don't even see it and so there is a but even then you know it's not a we don't need to feel bad about that it's not a it's not a character flaw and it doesn't mean that we're bad people it's just that's what we've practiced and it's okay we always get really good at what we practice Mm -hmm. and sometimes we we didn't realize it you know it wasn't conscious we didn't realize that we were practicing negativity Mm -hmm. but then once we realize we are like rather than being upset about it it's like well hey you got really good at this. And if you could get really good at this, it means you probably could get really good at this over here, right? Like if we're, so even like people who would label themselves as really negative, like when they accept that it's not, when they don't make it about them, that's when it gets painful. But when it's just, I trained my brain to look for this. These are the neural pathways that I formed and I can retrain it over here and form new neural pathways. And we kind of keep it, I like to keep things sort of in science a a Mm -hmm. bit um, and out of this because I'm like, no, humans are worthy and they're valuable and they're whole and they're complete just by existing. And it's all fine. Like none of this is, this is, doesn't mean anything bad about you. You just, your brain got trained this way and it's okay. And we can just train it over here. Like if we want to be grateful people, awesome. We can just practice that and be patient and let it take as long as it takes because it's worth practicing. Like it's, It's totally fine.
0: Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you you said uh, gratitude is one of your three top things. What are the other two? Two things.
1: Drink, drink enough water, Uh and don't don't eat processed sugar.
0: Amazing. So Nobody great. likes
1: to hear that one.
0: No.
1: <laughs> they're like, they're like, <laughs> Including I will. Me. You're like, you're like, no. We're like, podcast is over. No. We are done. No, because I mean water, water and gratitude, most people are like, yes, okay. As soon as I say processed sugar, people are like, I'm out. I'm okay. done. But but here's here's the thing, my friends. Here's the thing. Processed white sugar is a neurotoxin. Mm-hmm. Meaning scientifically proven that it actually poisons the brain. Okay, all of this thinking, all of this gratitude, all of this belief shifting, all this stuff that we're talking about that sounds really fantastic, it happens in your brain, which is an organ in your body that is is affected by the food that you eat. (laughs) And if we poison it on a daily basis, that's the other, it's like, why isn't this positive thinking working? I'm like, maybe because you're poisoning your brain every day. What Mm -hmm. if we stopped that for a little bit and saw what happened if it was healthy? And too. No, but nobody likes to do that. My other things are things like sleep and stress and stuff like that, that people are comfortable with, but no, but genuinely, and I will have clients and they will push back against me for a while. And then I love it when somebody's like, okay, finally, I did it right. Like zero sugar. And then they call me two weeks later. They're like, uh, my emotions are so much more stable and I'm sleeping better and I don't have as much brain fog and I'm like, yep. So much easier to, like, it really is <laughs> all of this all of this more you know emotional thought work it really is a lot easier whenever our brain itself is healthy that's
0: true so so there we go and everybody's like we're done following (laughs) you say gratitude drinking Water.
1: water no sugar
0: what about sugar None of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> to that.
1: Like, like, I didn't hear that. It cut yeah. out. It totally cut out. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, and there's some other ones, you know, managing our stress levels, getting enough sleep. Like, these are also some really, really good things. Um, you know, I spend time doing, you know, putting positive things into my mind and I meditate and I move. Like, there's all kinds of really, really good ones. Um, but the other thing, the other thing that I like about um, taking sugar out is and I like to start people there is because it brings up a whole lot of drama that then we get to work through, um, cause it's, it's very triggering and I'm okay. I'm okay with like suggesting things that make people uncomfortable cause that's when we get to the good stuff.
0: Yeah. It is being uncomfortable is, is, is like step to becoming comfortable.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Evolving.
0: Yeah. So Thank you so much, Laurie. It's been really interesting yes. talking about all this, like gratitude, thinking positive, and going through negativity. It's really interesting. I well, hope- thank you. Thank you so much. I hope people out there uh, can understand and start thinking in different way about what they are experiencing in their lives. So, yeah, Absolutely. can you? Uh, before we end this, can you just tell us a bit about your your services, like what you offer to people? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and by the way, this was so fun. It was so nice to meet you, like the, I, I used to like kind of be against social media. I don't know, like it, it felt uncomfortable to me. And then now I'm like, you can meet like really cool people yeah. on the other side of the world. So first of all, I'm so glad we met. It was really fun to be here. Thanks for, um. I know I'm not concise. So thanks for like listening to all the stuff. This was really fun. Um, But yeah, so probably easiest way people can check out, um, I do have a website that's just my name. It's laurigray.com. It's spelled a little funny, L-O-R-R-I-E-G-R-A-Y. I don't know why there's so many let- extra letters, um, you know, or Instagram, uh, coach Lori Gray, um, either one of those places are good places to connect with me. Um, some of my, uh, some of my offerings are going to be changing in the next couple of months. I've got some very exciting things planned. Um, hopefully getting some more, recorded content out there and things like that so i won't i won't be very specific about that i would say just go check the website to see what offerings are available whenever you come across this um yeah but website or instagram are both really good places to to keep up to date with all of that
0: so laurigray.com right yes Cool. you got it well thank you so much Laurie, and have a good day this was this was super fun, so thank you again for thank having you me.
1: Thanks for being here. Have a All good- right, my friend. Thank you. you. We'll talk soon.
0: So this is it for this free talk episode. If you too have an experience to share with us, or a story to tell, or maybe you are going through some kind of troubles—could be whatever—feel free to contact me and get in touch. Either by sending me an email on this continuous talk at gmail.com or by sending me a DM on Instagram at spontaneous talk. We can schedule a session and talk freely and spontaneously. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, on TikToks to get your daily dose of motivation. I'm hoping to see you soon guys. Stay safe, take good care of yourselves, beautiful people.